0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, reporting on the first hearing for a 15-week abortion ban.
1: I believe that we have a unique opportunity in the fact that the Supreme Court is considering 15 weeks right now. And this would allow Florida to save as many babies as possible as soon as possible after that decision is made.
0: We're also going to take some time to hear about the smaller issues before legislators like sewers and septic tanks and highway intersections from a reporter on his way to Tallahassee to cover Citrus County days. And Roger Stone has jumped into the beef, not beef dust up between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former President Donald
2: Trump. Governor DeSantis says that I'm a convicted felon. Well, actually, I'm a former convicted felon thanks to the pardon by Donald Trump. But if Ron DeSantis isn't careful, he will soon be a former governor of Florida without the active support of President Donald Trump. But first, it was a packed
0: house at the House Professional and Public Health Subcommittee because it was hearing the first debate on House Bill 5, which would ban abortions in Florida after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The subcommittee chair, William Robinson Jr., knew this was a tense one and cautioned the audience to adhere to the rules of civility and decorum. They did, for the most part, though one guy who stood during public comment was thrown out for making a claim about genocide. We won't go into the details. This was the first opportunity for Democrats to take aim at the 15-week abortion ban sponsored by Representatives Aaron Grawl and Jenna Persons malika and during the opening round of questions, Democrats took aim at the 15-week number. Grawl was open about the choice of that number.
1: This is consistent with the Mississippi law at issue in the Supreme Court right now, the Dobbs case. So the outcome there will determine the federal outcome for Florida. President Vescomani, you recognize for follow-up. Thank you, Chair. So is 15 weeks based on any medical organizations endorsing that gestational period, or you chose it purely because of Mississippi?
3: Representative Gural, you're recognized. Thank
1: you. I believe that we have a unique opportunity in the fact that the Supreme Court is considering 15 weeks right now. And this would allow Florida to save as many babies as possible as soon as possible after that decision is made.
0: Gural said Florida recorded 209,645 live births in 2020, while 72,073 abortions were performed. More than half of the procedures were elective. She called that an atrocity. The only Republican on the committee to speak in favor of the 15-week ban was David Barrero. The right to life is a self-evident truth. The womb of a woman should be the safest place
1: where this child can be.
0: But plenty of Democrats spoke against. Centrice Driscoll took the legal angle. Under current law, she says the 15-week abortion ban is unconstitutional.
1: We know that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. We might not like it, but we know what the law is. We can agree on that fact. I can tell you that roe v wade has been challenged repeatedly since it was passed uh, since the court the supreme court made it the law of the land over 50 years ago in fact the court's considered it seven times whether or not to uphold roe v wade and each time it does each and every time it does there's a case before the supreme court right now that could go either way what are we doing right now having this discussion i believe it's a waste of your taxpayer dollars Michelle
0: Rayner actually gave the bill sponsor a backhanded compliment because the 15 week abortion ban is tied to neonatal protection measures like smoke cessation programs.
1: I will have to give it to you, Representative Grahl. This bill is very clever. This bill is clever because it's an abortion ban that is wrapped up in a prenatal care and smoking cessation and who can argue with those things and for folks who are not being intentional, who are not being astute, they would skip over the abortion ban and say well this is a good bill and so it's clever. However, many of you who know me know that I'm going to frame my debate uh, regarding reproductive justice. I am a black queer woman. I can be nothing else. And that is how I will frame this issue because this is a justice issue. For those who do not know what reproductive justice is, it is the right to have children. It is the right not to have children. And it is the right to nurture children in a safe and healthy environment.
0: Anna Eskamani drew the battle lines over the abortion bill very clearly.
1: Members, I have a deep sense of irony in my blood as I hear this debate, especially since it was just last in November when the word freedom was said so many times on the House floor during the COVID-19 special session. Yet here we are about to strip away freedom from more than half of Florida's population. Let us be clear. This is not a moderate bill. There is no such thing as a reasonable abortion ban.
0: After public comment, each person limited to 30 seconds, and debate, the 15-week abortion ban bill was moved forward on party lines. It has two more committee stops before it goes to the House floor. The legislative session isn't just about high-profile items like abortion and redistricting. There are lots of people looking to the legislature for money for all kinds of projects, and they are not all high-powered lobbyists we caught up with veteran political reporter Mike Wright, who was on his way to Tallahassee to cover Citrus County days, where a delegation will press for sewer projects and road improvements.
3: You have this two day full court press of Citrus County during the session uh, of the legislature for projects um, that are significant to the politicians, businesses, uh, citizens, um, uh, it's a real, it's quite an interesting mix meeting with agency directors. Um, I'll be going to a meeting with the department of transportation regarding a whole bunch of, you know, transportation issues in Citrus County. And then, uh, a busload of folks come up from Citrus, from a leadership Citrus class. That's another 30 or 40 folks. And then, uh, agency directors will come to us every hour, half an hour or so, and give us a little spin on what the, uh, has situation situations like
0: what I find fascinating about all this is that covering the legislative session, there are all these you know hot button issues and very large things, but there's lots going on uh, that affects individual areas.
3: People forget um, what that that you know a good chunk. You know, well, the hot button issues may capture all the attention of, of the public and the and the press, but what's really important is the money. That, that's the real deal, the money for projects. I mean, some of our folks in Citrus County have gotten really good at this, and uh, they have really good projects. Um, uh, restoration projects, are the two I'm thinking of, Crystal River and Homasas, where they're scooping the gunk out of the bottom of the, of the river and replacing them with eelgrass and making the bay lively and making the river lively again. And uh, they've gotten millions of dollars from the legislature for this because of these kind of deals they 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 come up here they may they get to know you know our legislators introduce them to key members of of key committees and um next thing you know it you know lawmakers from around the state know crystal river really well and Homosassa really well and citrus county really well and and that that's what that's what this was all about
0: yeah um uh People, of course, this is one of those uh, redistricting years. But people forget that I. The really the one thing that the legislature is there to do is do the budget.
3: Right. It's all about the for, for the smaller counties, um, and Citrus is kind of on the bubble right now between smaller and larger. Right. But um, for the smaller counties, um, it's really about the money and and making and also huge statewide projects. The Suncoast Parkway is about ready to open up to state road 44. It's about the center part of the county here the next couple of weeks or month or so. And, and we'll continue further beyond there. And that is a really big deal in, in Citrus County with the politicians, the business people is really, really huge where that road goes and the fallout from that road, um, local fallout. So there, there's, there's a ton of, of things. Uh, The first time I came up here, I thought this is stupid. Why do why do we have to go to why do we have to go to Tallahassee during the session? Can't they come see us? Um, but I learned quickly how wrong I was. That uh, this is a this is this is the networking of all networking, and um, and it pays off hugely. I mean, I can't say for sure that we've gotten this money because of these trips. I just know that coincidentally, uh, since we started really kicking in these trips, um, these legislative days, the county has gotten a lot of money and a lot of attention on significant projects. Septic sewer is another one. You know, we're getting money for all this, all these water restoration projects on the bay. At the same time, we're getting a lot of money to take septic tanks off the waterway. So it's, again, it's, it's big. It's, I, I've, I'm, I'm a believer.
0: What other issues for that area are you pushing and looking for dollars for?
3: Well, we've just started um, really starting to push the button for workforce housing. No one likes to call it affordable housing, but it's, but it's that, that type of place. You know, multifamily housing, uh, um, low-income, uh, uh, habitat housing, those types of places. For, because we, we have a huge service industry in Citrus County, tourism industry. And, you know, those folks got to have a place to live like everyone else. And like everywhere else, the housing market has gone bonkers the last two years. And uh, while it was always difficult to find a place for, that's affordable, now it's really near impossible. So I know there's going to be some conversations with the uh, Department of Economic Opportunity folks about that. Uh, but the big things in our county are uh, environmental uh, sewer projects. I know there's exciting sewer projects, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But sewer <laughs> projects. but uh, transportation is just, is just huge. That's, that's a big, that's the big, uh, that's always the big meeting. Uh, whenever I go, I always make sure I sit in on that one. Crystal River is really concerned about 44 and US 19. Uh, you know, they kind of kind of semi created this demon. I mean, they didn't. I mean, just be careful what you wish for type thing. You know, they wanted a lot of tourism. They got a lot of tourism, and um, and a lot of traffic because of the growth and the parkway and and all this stuff. And now they look out on 44 and 19, and they see a, They see a disaster, and. Um, and they don't know what to do because both roads, both those major roads divide major sections of the city. So it's not like one one side, no one goes to the other side. It's just the, the opposite. And um, both of those roads are ugly and just uh, just not what you want. Not what you want. Chris River, and I don't know what they're, – they're looking for a lot of money to, to help – uh, Show up some intersections for a potential bypass,
0: Mike. Uh, you've covered politics in the and in, in that area for a long, long time. Going up to the legislature today versus, let's say, 20 years ago. What's the biggest difference?
3: Well, the biggest difference for me is, um, frankly, I have less interest in the legislative process today than I've ever had in my life, and. The reason for that is I'm really locked into Citrus County. That's what I do. I'm a Citrus County political reporter, and I know Citrus County politics. That's why I follow these guys up here and hang around with them for a day and a half, because I want to I want to know who they're talking to, what their interest is, so I can kind of keep an eye on those lawmakers. That's pretty much my extent of my interest. Obviously, I want to do what our follow what our legislators are doing. One of them is Wilton Simpson, the Senate President, who's running for Agriculture Commissioner. And the other one is Ralph a uh, state rep who's running for state senate. So, um, you know, they're, they're they're really high charged in the process as well. But I don't uh, I don't get as giddy as I used to about watching the legislature in action and that sort of thing. I'm I tend to focus more on my work uh, while I'm here, and my work is figuring out what Citrus County is doing.
0: Well, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road, and uh... As a member of the the media, you know this full well, that the local coverage is waning day by day by day.
3: Well, I retired from the Chronicle, the Citrus County Chronicle, in August after 34 years of an awesome career there, and um, and for a good chunk of that time, 30 years of it at least, I covered politics. I wrote about politics. I set the table on how to write about politics in Citrus County and I got to know all the politicians and got to know how the process works and all that kind of stuff and local government along with it. So when I left the Chronicle, I started this blog, this just right citrus blog uh, on the just right com and Facebook. And it continues the conversation and it's really cool. It's really cool. You know, there's a lot of people in the community that are still interested, have a lot of interest in this. Um, they want to watch the process. They, the, the, it's like we had the legislative, the process, the version of the legislature in Citrus County. My little bitty five-member board, uh, and in uh, the community that's around there, you know that that's me. I'm I'm, I'm the me I'm the media throng of, Citru- <laughs> of, of, of Citrus County. Yeah, I'm the board of politics uh, uh, of Citrus County, and um, and that's that's what I do. And and my community, um, they, they dig it.
0: Mike Wright, much appreciated.
3: Greg, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling.
0: Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The Senate Rules Committee will consider a bill that, in part, would block enforcement of new ordinances when challenges arise over the projected impacts to businesses. The Senate Appropriations Committee will take up a proposal that would allow businesses to sue local governments if ordinances cause at least 15 percent losses of revenue or profits. The Florida Senate is scheduled to hold a floor session today. The Florida Supreme Court will release weekly opinions this morning. The Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services Hemp Advisory Committee will meet this afternoon and the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee will meet this afternoon, too. Florida Politics is reporting about a new poll by a super PAC, which shows that Donald Trump's support for a 2024 run is shrinking and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is getting stronger. The poll done in September showed Trump with 26 percent support nationally among Republican primary voters in a 2024 election, with DeSantis at 25 percent. Other Republican names were tossed around in this poll, but nobody came close to polling as high as DeSantis. So maybe there is something to this beef between the former president and DeSantis. During an appearance on the Fox Business Channel, Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez dismissed reports of a Trump-DeSantis split as media obsession and made up. But then there's Donald Trump associate Roger Stone, who clearly has beef with DeSantis. He posted a YouTube video claiming the Florida governor is being disloyal to the former president.
2: Here's my beef with Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was an unknown congressman with a bad haircut, an ill-fitting suit, and an undistinguished record in Congress until President Donald Trump's endorsement lifted him to the Republican nomination for governor of Florida. And then President Donald Trump, with the able assistance of Susie Wiles, had to visit Florida twice to drag Ron over the finish line to become governor of Florida. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis refuses to put his own presidential ambitions on hold until President Donald Trump has decided whether he wants to run again. I consider that to be an incredible act of disloyalty and ingratitude.
0: Stone says DeSantis calls him a convicted felon. The presidential pardon, Stone says, that's former convicted felon to you, mister. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again tomorrow as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.